0: I've had the privilege of being in and around banking for more than 50 years. Lots of changes during that time. We've gone from ledgers to laptops, typewriters to technology. One thing, however, remains the same. Banking is a people business. And I'll be talking with those people that make banking great here on Jack Rats with Modern Bankers. Welcome to Jack Rants with Modern Bankers, brought to you by RELPRO and Vertical IQ. Every week, I feature top voices in financial services, bankers, consultants, best selling authors, and many more. The goal here is to provide insights, success practices, and bring new ideas to the table that you can use to maximize your results in 2024. LinkedIn made more than 150 changes to its platform. Now, how do you keep up with all that? Well, for me, it's simple. I follow my guest, Kevin D. Turner. Kevin earned a BBA from Texas McComb School of Business. He spent the first 26 plus years of his career in the corporate world from Sony and the American Heart Association to many other firms. In 2011, he launched TNT Brand Strategist, and we'll chat about his business and how he helps people avoid what he calls personal blanding. Kevin is a much sought after speaker and podcast guest and his Keep Rockin' newsletter is where I go to stay informed about all things LinkedIn. There's so much here, it's in two parts. So here's part one of my conversation about practical ways to improve your LinkedIn strategies with Kevin D. Turner on Jack Rants with Modern Bankers. Here we go. So as I mentioned in the uh introduction uh y- there are go-to bankers and there are go-to LinkedIn people and Kevin Turner is my go-to LinkedIn person. Now let's be fair I uh uh you know my partner Brent Tillman and and lots of other people know a lot of things about LinkedIn but Kevin has this unique situation where he keeps up on what's going on new in LinkedIn and they make a lot of changes all the time. So Kevin, I'm I'm absolutely thrilled to have you uh on the show today.
1: Jack, I'm I'm glad to be here too. I, I enjoyed our last uh, conversation we had here live and it's exciting to be here. And yes, I am a LinkedIn geek in that sense. I do track this stuff to the uh extent right now in 2023 we have 168 new linkedin features i think it'll cap out at 170 i'm sure there's something out there i've missed we have like uh 32 updates and uh 18 uh, rest in peace right features that we all somewhat some of us liked that have gone away because they weren't utilized enough on linkedin or they just didn't fit anymore yeah. so i love this but i could not do it alone i will never take credit for doing it alone I've got a good group of, uh, I always say, eagle-eyed and and sharing hearts that bring me stuff, right? I always say, if you see something weird, take a picture, take a video, send it to me. We'll figure out what it is, and I'll give you credit. And so I do that. It's part of, uh, I guess, my community build, you know, in that sense, a give back. Uh, But it's also important to do because on LinkedIn, new features are rolled out in waves, You'll never always be first. You'll never always be last. You're going to be in one of those five waves. They're always randomized. So if I only tell people about what I can actually see me, right, I might be a third wave. I might be the last wave. I might be the first wave. But by having a community coming together and giving everybody credit for for contributing, I'm able to tell you everything that's going on on LinkedIn And it works. And I don't know if anybody else really did that in building a list. Everybody wanted to take credit, right? I found all this stuff and I'm bringing it to you. I don't care to do that because I just want to know. And I want everybody I know to know and to know who finds it, right? And I think it's just the right way to do it. Well, it is.
0: And you've got 46,000 followers who very much appreciate what you do because LinkedIn doesn't tell us uh, so I, I want to explore your business a little bit to start with. You um, you didn't just fall off the turnip truck and say, oh, here I am. I'm going to do LinkedIn because you you did a lot of stuff beforehand. Talk Absolutely. about your business. What did you do before LinkedIn? What do you do for people that want your
1: help on LinkedIn in 2024? No, I, I did a lot of things before LinkedIn, but I've always I've been on LinkedIn since 2005. I was in the first two million to join. And I've been active ever since. I've used it in every business I've been involved with since that time frame, and found opportunities that way. Um, but you know, before LinkedIn, before really starting TNT Brand Strategist, um, I was everything from you know Fortune 50 uh, national sales management uh, for Sony Corporation. Qualcomm uh, got into uh, doing uh, venture capital. So started up companies, ran them uh, a lot that were based in data privacy back in the, I always say, turn of the century, right? (laughs) Pre-99, that is turn of the century. Uh, And, you know, love doing that. Got into turnarounds, corporate turnarounds for private equity and uh, love doing that. But the problem with a turnaround is if you do it right, you put yourself out of business, right? Then you got to find another one. And just like any kind of consultancy, uh, as soon as you land something... You got to spend 80% of your time trying to find the next one and look like you're spending a hundred percent of the time fixing that one. Right. So a little bit of a challenge, got kind of tired of that and went into, um, I guess they call it kind of fortune 50 nonprofit. And so I led American heart association from being just U.S. based and doing a little bit of global business uh, on accident into actually uh doing business in 140 countries, building offices in Hong Kong, Dubai, United Arab Emirates, Belgium, uh, Puerto Rico, basically servicing everything outside of the United States and hiring the people and then hiring print facilities in different locations so we didn't complicate our nonprofit here in the US. All that was great, but I was traveling 85% of my month and not to Ohio, right, which isn't too bad, Dallas to Ohio kind of thing, I was traveling all over the world. So when I was back one weekend a month, my clock was messed up, right? Raising a family, uh, all I wanted to do is sleep when they wanted to be awake. It was not right. Although I loved it, enjoyed it, it wasn't right. I sat down with my wife. And we said, you know what? We're both writers. We're both brand people. We're We enjoy helping others. And, you know, what could we do together? And that's where we created TNT Brand Strategies. That's where the TNT comes from, right? So we set it up, a privately held, woman-owned, small business, right? That is a consultancy focused on helping uh, clients really kind of refine or define, probably first refine and then promote their brand. And I do a lot of that through embracing new technologies, understanding them, and then really pushing uh, within LinkedIn because LinkedIn is a huge opportunity for exposure for basically pennies or nothing, right? It's about you, your time, your expertise and your connectability. And if you are uh, up to it, right, LinkedIn is is limitless and it's global. So anybody who ever says, oh, you know, things are a little slow here, you've got the world. There is no such thing as things are a little slow in business when you're on LinkedIn and you're really doing it right. You've got the whole world.
0: You mentioned 2005. I got on in 2006. You staked your life on LinkedIn. And I think a lot of people have. A lot of people have done really well Mm -hmm. and become very knowledgeable and very helpful to people on LinkedIn. What was it that said to you, this
1: is it? This is something I need to hitch my star to it was connectivity going back to all the travel I used to do and the people I would meet. And I love meeting people. and I love getting into their lives and culture and everything else. And then you go away, right? Pen pals are not a hot deal anymore. (laughs) You can't write that letter, put the stamp on it and send it. But within LinkedIn, I can meet those same people every day. I can see them. I can see how they're growing. I can help them in different ways that I couldn't do, and I can do it en masse, that I found out very early on was a huge opportunity. And it was the only platform that was allowing that to happen. Because I was on Twitter, you know, now X, uh, other places, Facebook, that kind of stuff. i put them all aside because they really weren't opening up that ability to connect and stay in contact with community and in a very professional way. And so that's that's to me was like that turning point right? I said I I get LinkedIn, LinkedIn gets me, and I'm gonna move forward with it. And when we went through that process of got to get off the road, what do we do? This was perfect. And my wife, uh, she writes more towards things like resumes, bios, content for sites, uh, things along that line. I'm more of the odd kind of techie guy. How do you look at LinkedIn as a database? How do you make sure your SEO is right? that you're being found, you know, that all these other components are working together. And I'm kind of the loudmouth marketing guy, right? (laughs) She's more refined in her writing. I'm a little more blah, (laughs) you know,
0: together. It works incredibly well. Well, you're everywhere. Uh, In fact, this morning, as as I was preparing to uh, move over to the dining area to get recording, I saw you were on, it might've been just a couple of days ago on a year in review, which which I want to talk about since we're now into 2024. Uh, But you said something I want to come back to. Uh, You talked about how LinkedIn will roll these things out, uh, and some people get them and some people won't, and they never notify you. What's the magic of this, Kevin? How does LinkedIn say, well, Kevin ought to get this, but Jack
1: won't get it until two months from now? What's the magic of that? there are there are some some components of that because they're focusing now rollouts within product lines, right? So navigator, obviously you know recruiter, premium and premium, they've decided to roll out all their AI stuff. Mm. All their AI assistant stuff is coming through premium. So kind of a reason to buy into premium, right? We often forget LinkedIn isn't a social good site. It's a business right? It's not Craigslist. It's trying to make money. And it's actually the only uh, social media site that has been wildly profitable since year one. And that is because they get it. And so uh, to me, I I just like watching that process.
0: It's fascinating. Well, let's let's go back to 2023 a little bit since here we are in 24 and we want to talk about going forward. But what were some of the key features that maybe were added by LinkedIn in 24, and maybe a couple that were
1: retired that you go, oh geez, I wish they'd have kept that. Oh boy. And and there's there's probably quite a a few. I think uh, my favorite new feature um, is what we call collaborative articles. Hmm. And what collaborative articles is, it's based on people who've been interacting on LinkedIn and have somewhat of a reputation for an area as a thought leader, LinkedIn will come and tap you on the shoulder and say, we'd like you to contribute to these articles that used to be at one point, they were generated by human editors, right? The editing team, they still do that, but the collaborative articles are generated initially by AI. And then the people invited in is what makes it stronger because we all know AI lacks kind of personality, personal experience, those kind of things. That's what the people bring to these articles. So it starts in the right sense and then we contribute and build those, right? And the interesting thing is the opportunity for exposure is incredible because what LinkedIn is doing is it's putting collaborative articles in the feed outside of your network, right? So people who never knew you now know you. They're allowing all the search engines within minutes of you publishing something into a collaborative article All the search engines already have it, and they're crediting you. So you are getting the kind of the internet power of what LinkedIn editors have. You're getting because you're part of the package, right? And so that exposure is incredible. So somebody typing something in, uh, you know, I need a a sales pro for banking. You're the contributor in that area. They're finding you. They're then following it to LinkedIn, and they're learning about you, right? Right. So that exposure is incredible. Now, LinkedIn is getting huge, huge SEO value for LinkedIn the same way. So, you know, they're basically pumping out content. Now, how they reward everybody if you contribute and you're in the top 30% in your category, right? Then you get a little badge that says you're a top community voice in, and I've earned, I think, six so far. And then I stopped And they went away because they do go away after 60 days. You have to keep up with them and I'm back in and I'll probably pick them all back up in the next couple of days and they'll be back on there. They do have an impact. I've had people come to me and say, Oh, I saw you have, you know, the brand strategy or the personal branding community top voice on LinkedIn. You must be really good at this. Let's talk. Right. And so you focus on those categories that you want to be known for to kind of build that knowledge leadership in this process. And I think it's an incredible opportunity. Are the articles all that good? Hmm, Sometimes, sometimes not, (laughs) but the exposure is incredible. And I think that's, you know, one of the reasons we're all on LinkedIn is to be found. And so this is just a, I don't know, it's an, an accelerant that if you're not doing it, you should be doing it. And there's ways to get into it if you haven't been invited. And that is, going to those articles, um, you know, going in and giving people uh, the reactions right? so that that's how that individual is going to get scored to get their badges. If you start contributing like that, you start sharing these collaborative articles. Ultimately, they're going to notice you and then invite you in as long as you've got a good record on LinkedIn. So if you've done anything, you've been in jail too many times for the wrong reason, eh, they may not invite you in that's always kind of a stickler or they don't like the content you produce, they might not invite you in, but it's a good way to kind of get that invite done. Are you a commercial or business banker looking to build relationships with small and mid-sized companies? Relpro is a business development and relationship management solution being used by bankers to find new prospects, learn more about them and keep tabs on them as well as your existing customers. Want to learn more? Go to relpro.com to schedule a demo today.
0: OK, now I know you've got a couple others for 2023, but I got to follow up on a question. You mentioned that and, I, and I've and i contributed to a couple of articles and it's fascinating how people come out. And, and again, you know, you know, I only work in banking, but I get people coming out of the woodwork following me, et cetera. So it's yeah. kind of. But you earn that right because you're active on LinkedIn. But let's say I'm a banker and I've got, I don't know, 500 followers and a few connections and et cetera, et cetera. How would I then proactively go find these collaborative articles so that I could maybe comment and
1: and get myself into this mix? Believe it or not, if you see one in your feed, right, click on it, it's going to take you to a single collaborative article. And within that article in the header, there's going to be an area that you can go see the list of all collaborative article categories. And that's where you can then go, okay, you know what? I really wanna be known for this, this, and this. Those are the ones you wanna open. Maybe put a tab on your browser, right? So that every day you can open it, start collaborating with it, start sharing them. Very quickly, you're gonna be in. Now, one of the things, if, if you pick, let's say three or four categories, make sure those categories that you're picking are also your skills within your profile, right? So you've, you've set them up as skills. You've had endorsements for those skills right? Because that's the way LinkedIn looks. Okay, you know what you're talking about. And then make sure it's in the content of your LinkedIn as well. So that's kind of their backup to check. If you do that, more than likely you'll get invited into those articles. And that's, you know, perfect way in. That's great. Well, what else in
0: 2023? You got one more really good one for 23 and maybe one or two that were retired?
1: The one the one that I, I'm in love with is verification, Right profile verification whether it is i have an official email from ibm right because i work there i can verify my email and then i people know i really do work for ibm because believe it or not ibm has three times more employees on linkedin than they actually employ (laughs) so you want to be looking for the ibm ones that have the little badge that say verified because they can't get that ibm email without being part of ibm And so it's a nice little kind of piece. They also will do it with IDs. So uh, in the US, uh, Canada, Mexico, we show our driver's license to a app, uh, which is called uh, ClearMe. That's the app you use to run through the airport to pass all those lines. You show that, it does a biometric on your face. And it says, yes, you are the person in that document. And all it tells LinkedIn is you're a match. Your name matches a document. Your face matches the document. So you are who you say you are. That's all LinkedIn finds out. Um, Clear Me holds some of that information because if you're going through security checkpoints, they have to have verification. But they're a group that's been around, what, operating now for about 15 to 20 years. No incidences, really tight security. Um, And that's one of the reasons they don't provide that stuff to LinkedIn because they don't want it out there and LinkedIn doesn't want to have it either, yeah, right? Sure. So I love ID verification or verification. Um, you can even do it through Microsoft uh, Entra and, and through LinkedIn Learning, if you have a license for LinkedIn. There's They're trying to give many ways to do this. And what I love about it is it's free for everybody. And they just launched um, ID verification uh, through Persona, Using the passports outside of the United States into like 40 other countries throughout the Middle East, throughout Europe, uh, throughout Asia, um, that uses that little RFID kind of chipset within a passport as part of the verification as well, and then biometrics on top of that. But again, keeping it all free so that now when we get an invite, we know that person's who they say they are. Or if we read something about them or look at their profile, we're going to see that little shield there, right? With the X in the middle. And we, we're going to know that they're who they say they are. And that's important when we're starting a relationship. Because in the digital world, we can be anybody we want to be, <laughs> right? And many people do pretend to be people. Well, um, sure. so I, there's I love so
0: many, uh, verification. There's so many fake ones out there, Kevin, and we're going to talk about that. But I got to ask you a very practical question. So I've not done this, and here's the reason. So my legal name is John. Mm -hmm. I haven't gone by John since I was three years old. I go by Jack, but on my driver's license, because it's the legal name, it's John. Steve Smith goes by Chip, and he puts Mm -hmm. Chip on LinkedIn, because that's how people know him. How do we get around the verification? Because I'd like to use it. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and... It's kind of good and bad. You can get around it in a way. And that is if you're using um, nicknames, right? That can be associated. Uh, Billy, William, right? Those are really easy ones. Um, Jack and John, that might work. Uh, But what you do is you're going to set up your profile as John. You're going to do the verification. It's going to tell LinkedIn you are who you are. And then you go back and you can change John to Jack. It will stay like that until the next verification stage. And LinkedIn has information that you believe John is Jack in that process. Now, if you changed your first name and your last name and they had nothing to do, you became Billy Williams, there might be a problem. (laughs) They're going to say, too far off from the original, something's not right. But first name, nicknames those are very accepted in that process and that's how you do it. And if you don't want to have anybody see John, you know, you do it just like a uh, a company does a bad press release. Do it Friday night at 11 o'clock, right? <laughs> Get it all done, switch it back on to Jack, and nobody, nobody saw it, right? That's the way you do it.
0: Oh, that's a good catch. Thank right. you, Kevin, for that. Absolutely. All right, what's, what's something that was retired that you thought,
1: gee, that was a great thing. I wish they'd have kept that. The one and it actually technically retired in 22 at the very end of December. But everybody's still screaming about it. And that's pinned comments. Hmm. So if you write a post, right, write an article, whatever it was, and you wanted to have the first comment, you know, and you didn't want to get in trouble with how LinkedIn sees that algorithm-wise, but you want to have a comment in there and you want to keep it at the top. Maybe it had the link to whatever you were talking about, had some resources. Maybe it even had your pitch. I don't think there's anything wrong with a pitch in the comments, right? You used to be able to pin it. I had pin starting in whew, September, and it ran to December, and they got rid of it, mm-hmm. basically said people were using it in the wrong way. But to me, if you give somebody that pin, you should expect they will use it in many ways because you don't have a control to that, right? And so, They thought that people were using it more towards sales was wrong. I don't think that's wrong. To me, a lot of us are on LinkedIn to pay our bills, right? Keep our family happy and help others out in that same way. So why would that be wrong? But that's one of them went away that I think people just, they're not happy with, right? (laughs) Um, Profile videos is the other. And you and I, I think the last... The first time we did this, I think it was stimulated by profile videos. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Yours was
0: fabulous. And and y- y- you had a guitar at the end, which I th- just think is so cool.
1: <laughs> and that was actually, somebody did that off a clip from a, another live. It was Jillian Whitney. And she just put that together. She's brilliant in the video side. For her, that takes probably moments. For me, it would take days, hours, years, maybe never happen, right? So it's good to have friends that you can give things to, and they give things to you. Um, But I love that. It is still in my featured section. I made a post out of it, put it in the featured section. So it's still there, still available. It doesn't have the same effect. Um, But that's one um, I'm missing, and I don't think they should have pulled it. Hmm. But I I kind of know why they did.
0: Yeah, well... And, and, but but that's, that is an interesting question, isn't it? Why? I mean, there's a, I, I heard around the world there are people on, in LinkedIn called innovators, and maybe they don't call them that anymore, but they're, they're, they're there to change this thing for the better. What, what, what's the rhyme or reason to take away something that was so valuable?
1: Uh, you know, their excuse was not enough people used it. But to me, if you've already created it and not enough people use it, it's just going to, it should just stay there, right? Maybe it will build momentum and become more. So to me, that was a bad uh, excuse. What I understand about it is it was expensive to maintain because the video was third party processed. So they were basically captive, right? Um, And this goes into when we talk, when we get ready to talk about what's coming in. 2024 it'll you'll understand why they want to get rid of this Mm. because there's some big stuff coming and it's more towards native video so i would say that profile videos will probably come back in some form maybe not exactly the same because that would be admitting something right but in some way they'll be available and they'll be done natively so you don't have to you know build it over here in canva and put it over there and load it with your mobile and then look at it on your desktop You'll be able to open up your desktop and just make one.
0: Made by bankers for bankers, Vertical IQ is your trusted source for reliable, convenient, and focused industry intelligence, helping your team save time, boost sales, and gain a competitive edge. Learn more at verticaliq.com. Yeah, which would be right. a lot, which would be a ton better. <laughs> yeah. And I do want to talk about twenty-four, but I I wanna I wanna split this a little bit. And, and you talked about verification. LinkedIn would tell you that there are a billion people on, uh, as members. I'm not sure that's really true because there's so many fake profiles. Number one, talk about fake profiles. And when I get uh, someone from Revlon or <laughs> you know somebody like that that's in Taiwan, not those, that those people are bad, or Indonesia, and they have seven connections... Um, what, what do I do about that, Kevin? This is a, this is horrible. And, and from what a lot of bankers are telling me, and I've had bankers actually say, look, I can't handle it anymore. I'm getting off of LinkedIn because of all these people that I don't know. So how many fake profiles out there? And when I get something that looks
1: like a fake, what should I do? Yeah. And and I, I will say we can't leave LinkedIn because of fake. Right, we didn't leave email because of the the notices from the prince of blah blah blah. Right, who needs your money? Or we didn't leave our cell phones because we got texts that our daughter was stuck on the side of the road and needed a hundred dollars to get to where she's going. Text the money. We didn't step away from those. We worked on technology to solve them and to eliminate them. LinkedIn is doing that. They're doing their best. It's not as easy as we might think. ID verification is part of that. Right, if it's free. Why not everybody get it? So that's one of the ways we control this really quickly is if everybody gets it, it's not gonna cost you anything. That makes it a lot easier for those fakes to stand out and become a little more targeted. Um, But when I look at the overall membership, right? That 1 billion, if you just take um, United States into comparison, there's what three hundred and thirty plus million people who live in the United States. Normally, only business people are on LinkedIn, right? So if you break that down to the um, the actual amount of labor force that's employed and unemployed, right? I think that number is closer to one hundred and sixty nine, right? So if LinkedIn is saying we have two hundred and nineteen million members in the US, but there's only 169 members in the workforce. If everybody between the age of 15 and 64 in the United States joined LinkedIn, we would still be short. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's either people who live in Nigeria and say they're in the US or it's a fake profile, right? And that, if we look at it in that sense, what is that? That's about a 22% over inflation. Uh, And then I also look at when we had what we called the purge and that was when LinkedIn looked at our connections and followers and said, you know what? We're going to get rid of bad actors out of your numbers and we're gonna get rid of uh, people who haven't been active, right? Majority of that were fake profiles they didn't dissolve the fake profile but they took them out of our numbers and the average change was about 15%. so there were some that that you know only got 1%, there were some that got 65% change in their numbers depends on how they built their network. but that if if we look at that i would say anywhere from 15 to 25% of linkedin it, at least in the us and it may be more or less worldwide are probably fake profiles. So that is a lot. What we can do is whenever we see them, we should report them, right? We should block them. So not only do they not come back to us, but they don't come back to anybody else in our network, right? The more people who block them, the more likely LinkedIn is to take them out because block is a big message to LinkedIn. And then when LinkedIn sends you that message that they reviewed the profile, right, or the invitation or the in-mail, and that first review is by a bot. And this bot can't tell humans from fakes, obviously, because majority of the time it just comes back and says, no, we didn't see any violations. Don't leave it at that. Respond to that email that came to you and give them the details that they need to identify it. Mm -hmm. So if you go back and say, look, this picture came from a Sears catalog, right? And there's no way this lady went to Harvard, Yale and Princeton all in the same time frame, right? And works for, you know, at a C-level at these companies, right? There's no way that could happen. And then you put that in that email return back. A human will read that and have to follow that guidance to then evaluate the profile. So report, right? Report, block, and then respond to that email. We'll get rid of them. If we all do that, it only takes seconds to do. But if we all do that every day, and I used to get 30 or 40 a day, I'm down to now maybe getting one or two. Hmm. What happens is you get the reputation for, if I mess with you, you're going to report, block me and respond to that email and you're going to get rid of me, right? Now, another thing that a lot of these fakes do because they've now found approaching you doesn't work You're not going to connect with them. So now they do things like they share your posts or they comment on your posts. So be on the lookout for them. And when you see them, do the same thing, right? Report, block, and respond to that email and we'll get rid of them. But uh, it is a problem. LinkedIn definitely has it, but LinkedIn is ramping up. They are putting teams together to get after this. And with everything else they've got going on uh, AI-wise, they'll get this solved.
0: Yeah, and a and a billion. So what? I mean, if it's a billion and it's seven fifty real people, that's really what we're what we're looking for. All right, and that's so, the value, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Jack Rants with Modern Bankers, Part One with Kevin D. Turner. This and every program is brought to you by our friends at Vertical IQ and Relpro. Join us next time for more special guests bringing you marketing, sales, and leadership insights, as well as ideas that will provide your bank or credit union that competitive edge you need to succeed in 2024. This LinkedIn Live show is also a podcast. Subscribe to get the latest episodes of Jack Rants with Modern Bankers, and please leave us a review. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and others. Please also visit our website, themodernbanker.com, for more information. And don't forget to sign up for our free public library at themodernbanker.com slash public library. And don't forget, make today and every day a great client day.